Hey, another day, another streamcast. What's up, Matt? How oh, you doing? Oh, we're back. We're back. I'm good, Adam. What's, what's up, dude? Nothing much, man. Sorry about the last couple weeks. Like, end of the month, typically for me. I mean, I, you know, in sales, is like a doggy dog world, man. Just, You've been grinding, man. This is, August is, if I remember correctly, like kind of a quiet, slow month, but it's, it's deceptive because September just kind of kicks off the end of the year. Definitely. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't envy what you're doing right now. A lot, a lot of customers <laughs> are in budget mode trying to figure out what's going on. So it's quiet. And then at the end of the month, it's like, it hits you over the head with, this is what we got <laughs> to figure out in like the next couple hours right like, are they doing a lot of planning for next year like yeah you sell technology are they they seen what is gonna what, what their plan is for for 2023 yeah specifically Crazy. like a lot of my customers are in the a financial vertical gotcha so they've been they got hit really hard this year and so like they're moving timelines up trying to do more forecasting for next year and so that's where I come into play, and Man. that's why I wasn't able to record last week. So. Let's go. You're just helping them figure out what to buy, what to how to transform their business. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. How, how have you been the last couple of weeks? I've what been good, been man. I've, I've been, and we're going to talk about this episode. I've been I, I, dipping my toes into the the world of social selling. I've been yeah. mo- trying to move my my sports card collection on this app called Whatnot. And uh, so, so I spent a lot of time on there the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. What, like, with that specifically, like, I'm trying to figure out, w- once I learn from how you got involved yeah. and what the steps are, like, trying to use that to my own advantage yeah. to see, see what, what we can do. Absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a pretty awesome app. And although I sell sports cards, there's all different types of things that people sell. It's just like a, a, a digital flea market almost. So okay. um, it's it's really interesting. There are a lot of weirdos on it, but <laughs> but there's also a lot of good people. And I'm meeting a lot of people in cards. It's been it's been fun. And it's been it's been really interesting learning about selling that close to uh, to a consumer, like, like I've never had that type of sale relationship with yeah. with the consumer, where it's something I have and I'm, I'm selling to them, and and kind of feeling their reaction. It's it's been cool. That's got to be a different feeling. It is. Yeah. It is. I've had a lot of my cards out at like like secured vaults that they're marketplaces where you can sell your cards and they they keep and secure your everything in their their vault. Um, so really what. What I do, or, or what everyone does, you put your cards up on a certain price, or in an auction, or okay. really, it's just like a a, a, a transaction that you know uh, is is driven by a dollar amount. So there's not really an emotional connection at that moment. Okay. You know, okay. I mean, it's great when your card sells for for a lot, but being on whatnot, being on this new app, trying this this new way, it's been really interesting. Like getting. Uh, experiencing that interaction at the time of sale because yeah. there's some of these cards that may maybe don't mean as much to me it may not be very expensive but it's a kid or or it's someone's first card they've ever bought like there there are these moments that have been happening that are really really interesting so is whatnot is it like a new premise or are there are other apps out like this or is this one of a kind at this point I, in time it i think it's kind of one of a kind i mean okay. it's it's somewhat eBay. I don't want to put it in the eBay category, but it's it's an online marketplace. But it's a bunch of individuals or a bunch of companies live streaming their sales. So okay. like like literally, I'm holding cards in front of the camera and, and I'm talking to people and we're either negotiating or I'm putting them up for bids. But there are people selling used clothes. There are people selling memorabilia and different okay. things. That's what I was going to ask. It's yeah. primarily for cards, but it doesn't sound like yeah. It can... actually started. You know Funko Pop? No. It's 
I, I don't know much about it, but it's some some type of collectible. It's like a new okay. uh, figurine type collectible. Oh, actually, I do. You know what I'm I talking do. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I th- yeah. That's how... I didn't know that. that's what it was called, but what you explained started. it. started. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that's how it started. Like, the founders were all into Funko Pop and realized there's no real way to, like, like search and, and, and have a catalog of all these. So they it literally started with Funko Pop. They built a catalog where they could then sell, you know, directly to their their uh, their people. Um, randomly, I, it, do you know, are those, like, valuable? Like, I've got, like, maybe one know. or two like, I, I, that I randomly just got. I, I did the same thing. I think I bought one on StockX for, <laughs> like, 10 bucks. Yeah. I had no idea what they were, but I think... I don't know how valuable, but they're popular. Yeah, they're definitely popular. Yeah. I was just like... People... That's the thing. People collect so many different things. Like, there's some weird things that people collect. Oh yeah. We all have a, a an aunt or uncle or like collected coins or or weird figurines or matchbox. Like, yeah. My people, granddad only uh, he only gets statues of Obama. Like, that's what he collects. <laughs> that's his collection. That's like, his niche. Does he know anyone else like around the world that also does that? No way. I bet you there's somebody out there. <laughs> I bet you there is too, but he only has Obama memorabilia. That's it. He could do some damage on whatnot. <laughs> Put that as his title. Blankets, you know, like picture frames, whatever. Interesting. Like, yeah. When did that did that start before he was president? No. No. <laughs> oh, since man. he started and ever since. Got so. you. Got you. It's it's just it's it's wild. It's As, fun. Aside from whatnot, because I know we're gonna dive yeah. more into that. Have you been in any discords, you've been looking at any projects. Where you at NFT been, wise right now? I've been quiet in terms of my NFT and crypto buying. Yeah. I, I'm confused. Not yes, I'm. I'm always confused in this <laughs> space, and we're always trying to figure out how to decomplicate it, yeah. uncomplicate it. I I think I'm in this this wait and see mode where I'm just I'm letting all these big things that are going on just kind of happen. Yeah, and I might be missing out on gains or whatever i'm not really buying anything new right now because i don't fully grasp how the merge works what kind of time it takes Mm -hmm. how how long your crypto's locked up so there's a lot of good stuff being said but i just don't know enough yet right and that's exactly what i'm waiting for i kind of just been sitting on the sidelines but i have been stacking ethereum just in case it goes a positive way good but like like we said on a previous streamcast like it's like a a car going on the freeway, yes, 160 miles per hour, and they're trying to replace the front right tire. Like it's just while it's driving, while it's driving. So it's like a, a fully operational system at this point. But they're gonna make these damning like tweaks to it. Uh, it could be damning yeah. tweaks to it, um, which is kind of scary to think about. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still bullish on. It. Like I still believe in in Ethereum long term. Yeah, I just don't know all the intricacies of what this is all. What it's going to mean? How long? If I if I if I stake ETH, how long do I have to keep it there? Or, or can I not use it for a year or Let's for a week? See. You know, it's it's all over the place. Next Thursday is the date. The fifteenth. Yep. The merge. Next the Thursday. merge happens. Yep. It's. It's, it's weird. I'm already nervous. Like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly have no idea. What's I don't know gonna what's going to do to our collections. Like, are they going to go up in value? Are they going to just plummet? Like. I don't know. They'll stay the same. Stocks I have plummet. no idea. <laughs> it's this is a learning time for us. Oh I yeah, don't know. it's it's one of those things. We just got to kind of wait and see see how it plays out. Oddly enough, this the merger and everything going on like that has got me more over to the real estate side. Really? Yeah. What? Explain that to me. Because I've always wanted to 
put my hand in like real estate from just like an investment standpoint. Obviously, I want to have my own house and things like that. But at this point in time, I think it would like just like I'm taking the crypto angle. Why not take the real estate angle yeah. as well? So I've been looking at duplexes, Section 8 housing, things like that to like my goal is to have a house that strictly funds my crypto. Interesting. Like that's just your revenue driver for buying crypto. Yeah. Cool. So I can just pull from that. So I was like, if this goes left, then I'll <laughs> be in real estate now. But alternative if, investments. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of like a plan B, but also a plan A at the same time. Right. Because you wanna you wanna know that stuff anyway. Is real estate considered an alternative investment, or is it a, a standard investment? That's a you good question. Yeah. I just don't know how it it, it is. I could see an argument for both. Yeah. So like. Especially nowadays. Yeah. You know, where everything changes hands so quickly. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of this whole, like, big question mark on right? everything has kind of forced me to look elsewhere, too. Another like, big question mark. Did you hear about Bill Murray and what happened with his NFT auction? I did not. But by the way you tee that up, it does not sound good. Dude, it was <laughs> not. It was not. So he he held an auction. Bill Murray is putting out his own NFT collection. Yeah. I think there are maybe 100 different pieces, all the details to be determined. But there was one, like the prized auction. And, and we can kind of dig into the the coolness of how it was set up. But basically, it was this, this NFT that uh, gave you access. You get to go have a beer and conversation oh, with Bill okay. Murray for a certain okay. amount of time. I was just about to ask the utility for yes, it. Yes, yeah. yeah. Plus, you get a, a physical print and, and a bunch of other things. But this was all to raise money for charity. This NFT ended up selling for, I, I think it was $185,000. Awesome. Wow. Um, awesome move. Awesome charitable uh, donation. And a great way to like utilize NFTs for charity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's the using his name, image, and likeness yeah. as, as Bill Murray to raise money by by offering to spend time with people and have it like that would be fun to have a beer with Bill. He's one of those people where that just fits. Like you yeah. want to just go have a drink with. You Bill have no Murray. idea how that's gonna. It's gonna be funny as shit. Into, like. It's gonna be so funny, <laughs> but that that night or or soon after the auction happened, he had his personal crypto wallet. That had the funds of this, these, these, uh, um, oh, from the auction. auction. Oh, yeah. He had it hacked and stolen all the funds from it. And there's this whole ordeal. It's still going on. He's working with the authorities and with various crypto, um, um, expert, uh, uh yeah, cyber. Where are the crypto cops at? That's what we need the number Dude, of speed dial. <laughs> I know, right? Too many people getting hacked, man. I think if someone comes out as a crypto cop, they everybody will be flocking. <laughs> That, that's crypto that's, security, like you know, that's the most important that. thing there is. And it's somebody just not to there enforce yet. that, yeah, or at least the understanding's not here there yeah. yet. You know, we hear all this stuff like security is better, but how? Uh, at least we, in the way we think about it traditionally with endpoint security and identity protection, yeah. like traditional cybersecurity tools that you sell, it's a little, it's different. It's a lot different because there are legal consequences for that. I'm just like trying to figure out if it's gotten to crypto yet. Like, if I happen to just get your wallet just because I'm that dude, like, right. what happened? I don't, I don't think anything happens to me right now. Not unless you get found. I think it's easy to hide. It's easy yeah. to move money and move things around and try to stay anonymous. I think there's always a way you can be found. It's just how complicated right, right. do you make it? I mean, these are people's full time jobs to scam people. They, you know, scam farms and yeah, all, it's. It's really sad. Like, I got to talk into the mic. <laughs> like my man who um, he started his own show. He 
you said he recently got his uh, board eight back. Uh, yeah, um, Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green. Like I know he had to be like traumatized. He's a whole production. You have these actors. You have the whole staff putting the the show together, and it's all like on this premise that this NFT that I own is a star of the show, and it's technically not his, so he could get sued. Like it's just, it's a lot to. It's why we're early. It's yeah, why man. we're early. It's why Rick Ross wants to wants us to show us. <laughs> Show us. Yeah, man. We need to play that clip eventually. But it might have to come back in episode eleven. Yeah. Yeah. But like it this all just keeps pointing me to we all need to whatever you subscribe to is Ledger, some other company, but you need to put your assets into something tangible. Um I still haven't done that yet because I'm personally terrified. I know you and I have had conversations. You're saying like move it to a ledger, move it like yeah. more security for your, your digital wallet. Yeah, because like if that would have never happened to Bill Murray, you know what I'm saying? If like everybody who donated or in this auction, like the funds are in his back pocket versus just in cyberspace that somebody can obviously have access to right. as they did. And so. think about the, how the, the, the type of drama that that headline caused and how many people. Now we finally have a, a legit human and, and Bill Moore as charitable yeah. move and scam hack controversy. Like, it's, yeah, when this happens, it, it, it hurts. It, it hurts. It hurts everybody. It, 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 we feel it. And like we know it's not all scams and hacks. And like there's a lot of awesome, sh- like good stuff mm-hmm. going on. But like the majority of people are going to see that and not get now, interested. Yeah, now it validates their opinion, like, oh, this is a scam, or I'm going to get yeah. hacked, or, like, this is all some bullshit. Like, if, yeah. if it could happen to Bill Murray, it's definitely going to happen to me, so. 100%. He's got all the resources. Like, like it's it's sad. But I think that that also brings the conversation back to, you know, controlling your own stuff, like having ownership of your money and wallet and security, but also, like, in terms of what not, in terms of what I'm like selling directly to people, like not removing as much friction in between what you're trying to accomplish and what's happening as possible. Yeah. And I don't know if you can look at this in a positive light, but the fact that there are so many scams, like the value is out there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And people are going to figure out a way to get it. And so like, that's kind of on the flip side, like that's true, this is something that is working for people who have already figured out how to finesse the the system. But that's not always going to be right. in play. But and few people try to scam a system that's not legit. Like you know, what I'm saying yeah. like if NFTs are a scam, why are people working so hard to steal, to steal. NFTs or crypto? You know, what I'm saying yeah. So it does bring some type of like a little bit of validation to it. Like okay. Something's legit here because there are bad actors, you yeah. know, like people want what we have. So I guess you can sleep a little easier because like um, a couple weeks ago um, and we should have talked about this last week, but sales screwed me anyway. But uh, Snoop and Eminem, they did the VMAs and the whole oh, yeah. thing was their board apes. It was them performing, right? Yeah. So it was like it was their board apes performing. So like that just that type those type of eyeballs on that. And we've already talked about that, like being used in future concerts and other mm-hmm. concerts like that. Like people are having some sort of representation of some sort of idea about how NFTs could be used. And also probably like putting that battery in the back of the scammers, like, oh yeah, this shit hundred percent legit. So <laughs> everyone's trying everyone's trying yeah. things. And I heard a good analogy one time and I, I haven't listen to it myself because I haven't moved my money to move my crypto to 
a ledger yet. Also, I probably shouldn't talk about that live on air, but yeah. such is life. We're, we're for the people, so you're on this <laughs> journey with us. If we get hacked, we can actually talk about it. <laughs> they Makes said, better content anyway. <laughs> seriously. They, someone has said that um, just keeping your funds in your your your, metam- your first layer of digital wall is like keeping all of your money under your mattress, like cash under your mattress. Yeah. You you do you put your cash in banks. You you protect it you like in traditional yeah. sec- financial security, you take those extra layers to to make sure your shit's covered, but it's just something about that that digital move that intimidates me. Yeah, I'm with you. And I know it's right though. It is the right move. It's just but We've we've heard the horror stories of people moving their entire portfolios over to a ledger or some other tangible wallet and forgetting a password, misplacing the freaking wallet itself, or it gets stolen, mm-hmm. or you were moving and yeah, who knows what happened to it. So like that's what I'm reserved from, like keeping it in a safe space and knowing all the information necessary to it. Because if you miscalculate like your password a few times that shit is gone right so it's like and and or if you prey on hype like the or the the bad actors are preying on on hype or using hype and and emotion to get to you there last night this happened last night um i'm a holder of mumbot where you know the artist mumbot yeah. we've talked about her in shout the past out yeah. shout out mumbot um being a holder of a number of her tokens allowed me to get two whitelist spot or, or enter a raffle for a, an allow list spot for another project that seemed I usually don't enter them but like it seemed like a really legit Sweet. one with really good partners and people but wait is this a project she's doing or is this somebody she's partnered with like hey you can get some white lot whitelist spots it's for someone her. she's partnered okay. with and she's involved in a collab with them as Sweet. it's like an artistic collaboration with this guy's got his own stuff but then there's a, like five or six collabs and Mumbot's one of them okay so so he's giving two whitelist or, or allow list spots to Mumbot holders of certain pieces. Sweet. Okay. Um, pieces that I would qualify for. And Mumbot put this message out last night. It was like yesterday evening um, explaining if you're holders, you know, go to this pre mint link, which is a, a, a site where basically we go and verify. We have to connect our wallet and verify that we have certain assets that we say we do so they can enter us into this raffle. Um, her language in it, and she, she, it's not necessarily different from how she normally types, but it was like you need to get you need to get this your registration in quickly. Like they're picking it tomorrow. Like basically, here's the link. Go go go. Mm-hmm. And I, I check. Like I, I spent thirty forty five minutes within that Discord, like asking people, confirming, like, hey, is this legit? Like I reached out to Mumbot herself, right. but like that's how they've gotten people have gotten burned in the past where. Mumbot's been hacked or something, and and a, yeah. a scammer puts out these fake links that say, "Hey, go to this. We're minting for free." So you're better but, than me already. I would have never clicked no damn link. That's just <laughs> right. I mean, I I didn't. I oh, knew, you did it. Okay. Yeah, okay, I knew okay. not to until it was Mumbot confirmed. confirmed. Like okay, this, okay. this is me. I put this out. This is legit. Got you. But okay. I was terrified, and like I actually wanted to do it this time, but I was like, I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. But man, emotion it gets to you. No, absolutely, man. Like that's that's just that automatically gives me anxiety just thinking about like oh no i definitely earned a whitelist spot and then it's just a scammer just yeah. pretending like with the best camo ever like Sucks. it's legit so did so she did she confirm that herself yeah, yeah. okay sweet yeah sweet. so again i mean 
even then, still like 99%. You, you never yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but who knows? I Not to put you on the spot, but I want to ask Let's you, go. when you started Contract Year, your old clothing company, yeah. What were what was the selling experience like? You know, I I'm I'm interested in all the art and creative, but like I, I'm I want to bridge this to what I'm doing now, like positives and negatives. What was it like for you? Yeah, tell so us a little bit about that. I guess before I even came out with Contract Year, like I had another clothing line. That one I had a legal issue with the name too, but I just took a step back, and all of the content that I've read and the people that I talked to that had their own clothing lines were like. AG is going to take like five years for it to be like mm-hmm. something that you can rel- rely upon. But the branding at the beginning has to be like impeccable. Chris. So um, I, I started this like fake Instagram account and just posted shit just to see like what got likes, what didn't get likes. And like did, did, are videos more popular than pictures? Like are people checking the stories? Like yeah. just posting different shit just to, so I can have. And directing them to your to your website to then buy, like buying it from your website. So with this fake page, no, because I didn't have a, a website for it. But if I posted a picture of a girl, that got more likes. If I posted a picture of food, like that got more likes. If I got if I posted a picture of like some rapper that I liked, that got less likes or what, whatever the case yeah. may be. So I was trying to gauge, okay, how am I gonna brand this like? How am I going to do these pictures, things like that? Obviously, the the women got the most. Yeah. So then I was like, damn, I got to make some stuff for women, too. Um, oh, so so doing that pre-work kind of made you understand you need more female clothing, actually, in your line. Yeah, and then doing some more research, it was like women are the, the consumers you want to target. They're doing most of the online shopping and shit like that anyway, even if it's for their significant other or, or whatever yeah. the case. So it would be kind of dumb to, like— alienate that whole population like smart yeah so like the the selling aspect of it like i was under the impression like digital age social media that's how you need to do it and keep in mind i did this in the middle of the pandemic so i wanted to do like trade shows and shit like that because shout out uh neighborhood heroes in in sterling which i hope we'll have him on at some point sterling morrow yeah yeah um he did a couple of trade shows and had a really good response and did some pop-ups and things like that. I wanted to do those things, yeah. but it was the pandemic. And then there was a, just a sign-up sheet that was pushed all the way back, like quarters and quarters and quarters. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to do the social media grind. Um, and then one, one, I found out like when you're starting, that's when everybody supports you. And it's like, oh yeah, Interesting. yeah. Like it's cool. You're doing something new. But then when you're like constantly putting the content out, constantly like, saying, hey, this is available, or this is something that we got new, or this is a, a new video we shot, or whatever. We'll buy your first hoodie for kinda, 100 but we might not get the second one, the collection yeah, two or three. Yeah, yeah, but you can't let that discourage you. You just got to keep going. Like, And I would have kept going if I didn't lose the fucking name Trademark, to it. yeah. But, um, yeah, you just, for me, the, the selling experience was all social media-based. I wanted to, I think there is something to be having that personal touch, being in person, especially, like, it it is clothing. Historically, it's been like a retail situation. You pull up to a store, you try on what you like, you understand like the person's story that you're buying from. In most cases, like like boutique wise, not mm-hmm. like the, right, right, not like the Gap. yeah right. shit like that. Um, but when, once that's removed, that kind of just makes you in this one single lane, and you got to really dominate the content game mm-hmm. to be successful that early so it's just it was it was tough but that was kind of my experience with selling 
my selling relationships with my customers was yeah. like all social media based and um, I wish it didn't it didn't go down like that, but it was kind of like product of your environment with that. There's but, nothing you could do. It was 20, yeah. 2020 yeah. and and you were limited in, in those ways. And I wanted to like the podcast was like to promote it too. like the whole premise of the contract, your podcast and everything like that was like to have a spotlight on you for what you're doing, to have a spotlight on any guests mm-hmm. and constantly promoting our stuff the entire time because it whatever you're trying to sell now it's a content game like, it is this is called is what it is so um i, I thought that was going to help too 100 so, percent. Yeah. but you saw a uh an opportunity or or both what what neighborhood heroes and sterling did thank you um <laughs> just say thank you into the <laughs> mic um you saw there there is likely some benefit to being in person and being able to interact with the yeah. people buying it yeah. yeah, and like some people are old school too. Like, they like word of mouth, or they think it's more exclusive if I found it here versus like going to this Instagram page. Like, I know a couple guys who have their own clothing line, and they only sell through DMs. They don't have a website. Really? They don't. Yeah, because it is kind of a exclusive club. Like, oh, you you only heard about this because you were at this party That's or you true. were at blah blah blah. So. Um, people go about it different ways. Yeah, that's interesting. No, I, I, I just wanted to ask about that because that is like, like we mentioned before, like my biggest takeaway to, to selling my cards on this, this site on, on whatnot is that direct interaction with who's ever buying for it. Yeah. It's on a platform and there's a third party, uh, a thing in the middle, but being able to both have the opportunity to sell the uniqueness of the cards that I bought, because I didn't buy them initially with the the thought of selling them like this or, or trying to sell a lot at one time. I kind of yeah. thought more long term, which means I picked out each card that I have for a specific reason. So now I have the ability to talk about that while selling it to someone instead of just put a dollar amount on it and hope someone sees that card and likes it or is looking for that card. Like mm. there's... The ability to to actually sell these things, not lie and be deceitful, but but be able to put your your spins on there. Tell why is it unique to me? That's something that you don't get from uh, buying something on a website or from you know like like yeah. there's no description on on Target saying the the uh, whoever created it did it because of this reason or you know what I'm saying like right even if personal. you go to a trading card. Uh, store right like it's just displayed like displayed you just ask a person hey do you have this card yes no okay yeah they, like they don't know much about yeah. it you know what i'm saying it's so. weird i did though i did though and this will be our our uh, southpaw stories for today not not these ones i have in front of me but it was from a mistake <laughs> a, a 200 mistake i made <laughs> on this app um so i've just been getting going and in the last couple of weeks i've been like hustling to get all my inventory kind of organized, priced out, so I know where things should be or what range. Yeah. But there is a – there's like 15 slabs, 15 cards that I have in it's in a separate pile that I just have for like telling stories or, or they're my most unique ones. They're ones that if I need to kind of find some conversation uh, throughout, you know, one of my shows, I kind of go to that and I show it and people like interacting with that stuff. Um but since I had those off to the side, I didn't do all the diligence into what what they're actually worth. You know, I had my thoughts in my head, but I just I assumed most of these ones I had actually they were lower graded or whatever. So 
Mm-hmm. They weren't the most valuable. They were just stories, unique stories. There was one that came up. It was um, uh, a score. Was it ninety one? Um, I should I should have written this down. But a score is actually a, a card of the Boston Garden. It just shows like a almost a bird's eye view of of where the Boston Garden where the Celtics play. And oh, there hey, it is on screen. There we go. See that? The unique part about this card is the game that's being played on the floor when that picture was taken was the Lakers versus Celtics. And they say Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are actually on that floor. You know, the card isn't for Magic Johnson or Larry Bird, but it's it's they're playing they're like during the game yeah. in that. Yeah. So kind of unique. I thought the one I had, I thought it was a, a ten dollar card. Like I thought there were a thousand thousands of them oh. or whatever. Um, there was this guy who came into our show, and he was talking about he's a Celtics fan. He was asking Larry Bird, and I showed him this slab, not expecting to sell it. We were just talking, how cool is this and whatnot. He ended up really liking it and just, like, pestering me. Not in a bad way. He just pushing just like, me. Yeah. Hey, can we make a deal on this? Like, yeah. what what, uh, what what can we do? What's your price point? Yeah. yeah. So I ended up selling it to him for $14. Yesterday, <laughs> I was kind of going through, you know, cells and, and making sure I, I, I removed things from my inventory. I, I saw on one of the sites where I get my valuations and whatnot, it's actually like a $250 card. There are only uh, like four of them at that grade. It was a mistake. Uh, um, how did you feel after that? It was just like... I had a pit in my stomach. Yeah, I, yeah. At the end of the day, there will be times where I'll make more. It comes with the territory, you know? It does. It does. I'll make more on some cards than they're worth. I'll make less on some. I'm taking a lot of losses at the beginning trying to build this community, but that's what but you gotta do, man. You gotta. This is just kind of an unfortunate little one. But <laughs> AJ52 has a nice new Boston Garden slab <laughs> out there somewhere. Hey, shout out to him. <laughs> All right. There's my Southpaw stories for the day. Hey, man, I appreciate it. We'll we gotta you. celebrate the losses and the wins. That's the only way we have to. Learn. That's what we're here for. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Yep.